We have a contest going on right now. The winners of the contest, of which there will be three, will receive Matt Frad's brand new The Porn Myth, given to us by Ignatius Press, through Matt, of course, because he's awesome. This is a non-religious response to pro-porn arguments and has been endorsed by neuroscientists, former porn stars, and yes, atheists. Also, 100% of the royalties will go to a group in San Diego who helps support sexually trafficked women. See more at thepornmyth.com. This is huge, people. So how do you get this book? Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash catchingfoxespodcast. You can write a review for us on iTunes, which you have to go into the iTunes app, find our podcast, and do that. Or you can pledge $2 or more on Patreon. For your chance to win. We're going to do our drawings on May 1st, so everything has to be done before May 1st. Okay, so me and Luke are going to sit down, get everything down. I already have the first 20 people that have done it on Facebook and, and iTunes and Patreon, so I need you to go on right now, follow us on Facebook, review us on iTunes, pledge $2 or more on Patreon for your chance to win. No purchase necessary, except for that pledge on Patreon. Oh, damn, are we gambling? Okay. Uh, oh, much yeah. better. You now I can all... hear you for Oh, real. good. Yeah. Yeah, she sounds fine. Really? Oh, yeah. man. That stupid microphone. If I had known this when we were attempting to do ESTD, um, things would have been a lot <laughs> less glitchy, probably. ESTD sounds very weird if you don't know what we're talking about. I, I know. And actually, as I said that, I was thinking, oh, my roommate's <laughs> in here. <laughs> I know. Aaron just like stared at me like, what? <laughs> So oh um, gosh, I apologize to be hearing like noises in the background. Um, oh, it's okay. Putting stuff away right now. No, no, you're fine, honey. Um, uh, yeah, no, tell her she is free uh, as can be Arlene to do whatever says, she needs. You are as free <laughs> as can be to to do whatever you need. No, it's not. Uh, no, sorry. There was a bunch of. So this is how like uh, how crazy the past like hour and a half has been. Almost two hours now. Um, okay. Christina came over, who is my who is my baby sister, and her iPhone screwed up. Oh. And I was trying. Oh. I think what ended up. I think what's wrong is that her SIM card is like screwed up inside her phone. So her it's, okay. so it's all sorts of. But it took like two hours to get to that point, having a chat with a person at Apple who who was extremely helpful, but a little bit slow to respond. So I was like, oh, oh wow, gosh. please hurry up. Please hurry up. I thought this was going to take 10 <laughs> minutes. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> So I'm so sorry. That it, and then everything got screwed up with yeah, Gilmer. So now it's just yeah. me and Arlene. So, it's, uh, so it is Catching Foxes with Arlene and Luke. I love it. It is so fitting um, that Gomer would dump us given the uh, topic. I know, right? <laughs> so perfect. So, so we were gonna do ten minute t- topics, but I, but I, I have, I have an idea. I say to heck, mm-hmm. to heck with that, because I curse way too much, especially after this past week. <laughs> I've been called <laughs> vulgar twice in one week, so I was like, oh, I should probably stop. By who? who oh, so Aaron, Aaron did not know that. Oh. <laughs> she just stared at me like, what? She's yeah, she's she's horrified. Okay, so. Once pretty much implied by a person on an iTunes review, then I went on a tirade on Facebook about that. And then oh, another sorry, time, 
yeah, it was it was really horrible. And then at the other <laughs> time, I made a joke. So this guy, there's this Facebook group called uh, Franciscans Involved in Evangelization. And some crazy guy posted a crazy thing just trying to troll everyone. And I made a really, really crude joke, like really crude, and based off of a thing that he said. And then the guy responded back with a thing equally as crude. So it took our friend... JD Beagle, hey, let's not result to like vulgar jokes here, insults. And I was like, fair <laughs> enough, JD, you're super holy. And, and then I was worried that he was, that I got really upset because I thought that he was mad at me. And I can't stand it when people are um, oh, angry yeah. at me, especially if I respect them. It like kills my insides. Oh, the worst. I know, right? It's just, uh, um, huh? Did you get a hold of him? No, I mean, we, it's, it's fine. Aaron's now uh, no, freaking I'm out because she has, she has no idea that any of that happened. Oh. So, all right, um, we're, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Did did I tell you what I thought? My my brain is all over the place. I've been going nonstop for the past few hours. So, uh, Mm -hmm. did I tell you what I, what I thought we could do? Um... I, if not ten minute topics, <laughs> then breakups. But yeah. are you going somewhere else with this? No, okay. no. I, I, like, I what thought are you, you know what? Like, okay, so like, you and me have really great conversations about relationships. Oh yeah. And just like the idea of it. So I thought perhaps we uh, could just you know use some stuff that you've experienced, <laughs> use that as a starting point, and then go from there. All right. That Sounds sound good? good to me. Okay. So it won't be like an interview per, per se, just more like a, here are our, here are our, um, own, like our own, our uh, own thoughts. So it's 929 right now. You have a hard stop at 1030. Like you want to be done, end the call at 1030, I mean, right? we can do 1045 at the latest. Sure. No, that's fine. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll, so like I will make sure. If we're going still and we need to go through yeah. 1045, that's fine. Sure. Okay. So, I'm not tired anyway, so odds are good. I'm just gonna lay in bed with. But I'm, I got to get up at five twenty, so I'm like, ah, I should really try to okay, get in bed. But. So let, let me ask you this really quick: Do you have to get up, or is this part of that heroic minute thing that you do with like? No, all the... um, I signed up for the gym at six o'clock. Ooh, there you I go. Do, I do the I do the gym at six, and like they charge you a late fee if you don't actually show up, which is great because it means that you know poor people like me will actually show up. Yeah. Um, yeah. which is good. It's good, and I mean I'll be tired because I'm always tired. I've I've come to the conclusion that it will never be easy to get up at 520. It just won't. No. And so I it's, just yeah. do it. Yeah, it's you know? not. I don't see how people do that. I, I heard that um, Winston Churchill would take like a nap at like 4 o'clock. I'm like, that's not a bad idea. He'd be up to like 12. But so anyways, um, all right. Uh, what's been going on? In my life? Yeah, in your life, uh, in your world. So... Uh, Sorry, I got distracted. The, oh, you're this fine. is what happens. I'm in a, I'm in my my roommate's office. I live with a family, and uh, I'm I'm never really in here. And I'm like, wow, look at all these things on the wall. So I'm <laughs> single. Um, I'm single now, uh, as very few people actually know. I think. Um, in fact, there are a lot of people, friends and stuff that I, I haven't really updated, and it's not. Um, there's, you know, there's no real reason for that other than. I don't talk to people all the time about all of the things. And so mm-hmm. um, one thing that is really um, fascinating to me is that as this recent breakup happened, it was right at the beginning of Lent. And um, I had sort of disappeared for a while from social media. And like a handful of people who follow me on social media were reaching out 
um, not knowing that anything was going on in my life. And they were just like, we haven't seen you and we miss you and we're praying for you. And I thought that was like the coolest thing, mm-hmm. um, given that, you know, I did need prayers, you know, at that time and that people would sort of make the assumption, um, was that really is great. Cool. So yeah. just like a quick thank you if anyone is out there who happened to be one of those people, but, um, yeah, so newly single weird. Um, I shared, um, sort of in passing that I had been dating a guy, um, on the blog and, and social media and stuff. Um, and so I think people did generally know that I was dating somebody and, um, you know, the basic gist of it is I met him, um, on Twitter accidentally, uh, like four years ago, we became good friends and yada, yada, yada. Um, about a year and a half ago, we started dating and that ended, uh, just, um, at the beginning of Lent. And so for me, it was like a super fruitful Lent. Um, I highly recommend that people, uh, get dumped, um, during Lent because (laughs) if you're going to do it, do it on Ash Wednesday. Oh, it's the best time. (laughs) It is fantastic. Um, and I say that, you know, sort of jokingly, but actually seriously, like I, like nine days into Lent, I remember that because I was telling people nine days, we are nine days in and I have never heard from God so much in one Lent. It was Mm. fantastic. I mean, which is not like a normal thing that people say after a breakup. Mm -hmm. Um, But I found myself saying it and I was like, I remember, in fact, um, I was texting Shannon, Gomer's wife, um, about it one night. And I was like, this is the greatest relationship I have ever had. Because like, even (laughs) the way everything ended, um, I had just these encounters with God in that that were just mind blowing, truly mind blowing. And I think that's something that people don't really notice or talk about much regarding breakups. Like, you know, we, we don't like them. They are, um, uncomfortable and painful, but there's so much in them that can foster just great growth. And I've, I've, I've like often wondered if we have put the horrible breakup on a pedestal. Yeah. You know, cause like there's been times when I, during, so I, I can, there is one breakup specifically where I remember being like, oh, I'm like so sad. And then I kind of stopped and was like, but am I really, <laughs> you know? And, it was, and I, I was like, I, 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 I think that like, I'm bummed that this relationship is over, that the friendship has ended, that it didn't work out, but all in all, I'm good. I'm okay. You you know, and that's, uh, I, I honestly, this sounds weird, but I had to like give myself permission to be okay with being okay with a breakup. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel that because Sometimes I think we surprise ourselves with how okay we can feel when something like that ends. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's sort of the expectation that we should be devastated or whatever. But you know what? This this reminds me of something. So right before the breakup, obviously I didn't didn't know for sure whether the breakup was going to happen. I kind of suspected, but we were, you know, discerning and discussing what should we do and, um, I ordered a copy of this Fulton Sheen book called Our Grounds for Hope. 
Have you read it? Uh, no, I have not. Should I read it? That's okay. It's, oh my gosh, it's only like 80 pages, but. Oh, wow. Here, yeah, here's the thing. I am a really big Fulton Sheen fan. I love him. Um, anything of his that I have read or listened to, I've enjoyed in some way, shape or form. And so I ordered this book, just not, not even really thinking, um, that, you know, maybe I'll need it. Cause I'll, I'll need hope after a breakup, you know, nothing like that. It's just a book I had heard of. And I was like, Hey, let me just impulsively shop on Amazon right now. And I, I ordered it and it showed up and it showed up probably like a week or two before the breakup. And I opened the book and I started flipping through it and just kind of skimming. And as I skimmed, absolutely nothing stood out to me. And I actually found it a little boring. And I was kind of like, mm. what the heck, Fulton? Like, what's going on? Because <laughs> I thought this was going to be a fantastic book. And I'm looking through it and I'm flipping and I'm like, nothing stands out. So I was like, well, that's weird. And I closed the book and I put it aside and decided, whatever, maybe one day I'll read it. And uh, so then a couple weeks pass, breakup happens and breakup happened on a Monday. The Tuesday after that, um, came home from work and got settled in for the night. And I picked up that book again and I opened it and I started reading and everything stood out. Hmm. Everything in it stood out. And I was, I was blown away. And I knew in that moment that that was when I needed to read the book, that that's when reading the book was going to mean something. And one of the things, one of the themes actually in that book, um, was about the resurrection that always follows the crucifixion. Um, and uh, Fulton talks in, in a certain section of that book about the disciples and how when Jesus died, it was as though the disciples didn't actually expect him to rise from the dead. They didn't actually expect the resurrection to be real. They moved forward after his death as though the resurrection wasn't coming. And Fulton wrote that Christ could really look at our lives and see something very similar because what, what a lot of us get caught up in is this focus on security and security in this sense would be getting what you want, getting whatever it is that you were planning Mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he said, you know, Christ could look at us and, and say, what do you really want? Do you want security or do you want the happiness of the resurrection? And the happiness of the resurrection would be whatever it is that God has planned for your life. And so many of us say that we want that. We say, yes, I want what God wants for me, but that's the happiness of the resurrection. And you can't get to that without some kind of crucifixion. You just simply can't. And so I think that is sort of what happens a lot with breakups. We get so focused on, you know, this isn't what I wanted. Um, Obviously, you know, we wouldn't have dated if we didn't think that we would, you know, be good for each other and that we could wind up together. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we get so caught up in the devastation or whatever um, over the fact that we are no longer feeling that sense of security, um, which ultimately means I don't think we always want the happiness of the resurrection because the happiness of the resurrection for us would be whatever it is that actually God knows is best for us. And we have to trust that he's going to, um, bring us to that through whatever the pain is that, that we go through. Mm -hmm. And that really rocked me. Um, that was one of many things in that book that, that really struck me as, um, super relevant and, um, timely considering, you know, everything that had happened in a weird way. 
I think that breakups are a lot like money that they tend to reveal character. Mm. You know, like breakups got easier. Now, how I handled the breakups, like it got progressively better the older I got. Mm. You know, like when I was 22, I handled a breakup as worse as a human being possibly could. And I remember the, the like the like dis, the distinct moment when it happened. I actually had the usual suspects on in the background. I mm. was on the phone in like you know, like in, in my house and I said and she, you know, she said like a like uh she, uh she said, "Well, you're uh you aren't going to like the answer." And I remember mm. I stopped and I was like, you could either like handle this as an adult or just like freak out and like just like go on an emotional roller coaster. And I was like, I choose the roller coaster. You know? <laughs> and, and, I mean, I really like honestly, I mean, but like I do kind of remember just, just feeling like, just go for it, man. Just like get into your emotions, like feel this. And, I, and so then began like two years of darkness. Um but, like, what happened was it revealed some profound wounds that I, like, hadn't addressed or I was trying mm-hmm. to run from or that I really was just like, this is going to fix everything, you know, because I think the worst thing that any nice guy, which is what I was, could do is think a girl is going to fix your problems. Mm-hmm. Do you think, like, was it – so – was it your age and just like being being like a little bit more mature that helped you handle that or was it like spiritual uh spiritual like maturity um i think age does have a lot to do with it i think i think it's a combination of things um i'm not going to say that i am super spiritually mature. And I'm sure my spiritual director who listens to your show would agree, but um, (laughs) my father, Victor. Oh, nice. Um, Hello, father. (laughs) But um, I think it's a combination of things. I've noticed the same about myself. The older I get, the better able I feel to handle uh, breakups and this sort of thing. Uh, My very, very first breakup was when I was 20 years old. Uh, I dated this bass player from a Christian rock band of course and, um, <laughs> who uh, you know, rumor has it when he dumped me, um, he, he dumped me for crack cocaine. I, I am not a hundred percent sure. Oh no. I am. I know. I know. <laughs> Arlene I okay or crack. Hmm. I, I know. Hmm. Let's hmm. see. I think he's okay now. I, I don't, you know, the last I heard of him was like a decade ago, but, um, would I know the band that he was in? Um, you sh- might. Okay. So it's fine. You, you uh, do not, ha- you do not have to say it on air. Okay, I won't. I won't. You, you might. You might. You definitely know people who know people. Okay. In it. You know um, what we should do at the, at the very end if we have time. We should try to play like guess that band. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, go on. Okay. Okay. So, um, briefly, briefly dated him, um, and just one day out of the blue, uh, he te- well actually he he stopped communicating with me at all for a few days and then out of the blue texted me and was like we should just be friends and I was like I was shopping with my mom during that conversation and I was just like okay cool you know and then I felt fine for the rest of that day and then the next day um it was as though someone had died like this this grief just overcame me and um what followed for me was about half a year of darkness it was um it was depression it was uh, I mean, there were, I was in college, there were times when I would be in class 
um, sit, I was an undergrad studying journalism. I'd be sitting in the front row and I would literally be crying through class. I wouldn't like miss class, but I would just cry the whole time. And I, I stopped at the end of a Simpsons episode once because the song <laughs> California was playing over and over again. That's where my ex was. <laughs> that is a true story. Oh, oh man. The hey, things uh, that happen. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Time out really quick. If you hear any really loud noises, we just got a new dog at GP everywhere. So sorry about that. <gasps> <laughs> Sorry, podcast land. Catching foxes depends on your support. If you're an awesome person and want to prove it, then go to patreon.com slash CF. You heard me, CF, and learn how you can donate today. And that way you can feel good about yourself, sleep through the night, wake up and be like, hey, man, I'm awesome. She is a terrier chihuahua dachshund mix. Oh, almost like a Chawini. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, a Terrier Chawini. That's cute. I got to see a picture. You have to text me. Oh, yes, um, absolutely. Sorry. Anyways. So, okay. Sorry. So, um, where, where was I? So, yeah, Fell uh, into Darkness. So, that was breakup. like, yeah, that was my worst breakup. Um, I, I just kept reliving the entire relationship in my head over and over for six months. And um, that uh, darkness actually lifted miraculously. I, I believe it was miraculous. I, about six months later, went to a young adult conference, um, a student young adult conference at Franciscan oh, wow. with a couple of friends. Someone yeah, actually was, got was, something out of, out of one of those. notoriously <laughs> <laughs> so, a dud. Well, you know, I don't really remember much of it. I spent most of it alone. I flew up there from Florida where I'm Wait, living. At, w- w- um, so, sorry, when was that? Uh, 2006. Was that... Oh, was that uh, over the summer? Yeah. June, June, were you there? That's awesome. Yes, I absolutely <gasps> was. And that's when I was trying no. to get over the, oh the my, other breakup get, that I'm talking about. Oh, my gosh. We were both there. Yeah. Like, I swear oh we were gosh, like both. I mean, I wasn't – I didn't I didn't go to that because I was too cool for but school. But you were on – Yeah, I was definitely yeah. like oh my gosh, in the project. Yeah. That is amazing. So I um, – yeah, I was there and – I don't remember much. I remember choosing different breakout sessions for my friends because I just wanted to be by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, dark darkness, like the darkest darkness that I have probably ever experienced. And the last day of the conference, um, everybody was standing around in the auditorium or wherever we were. And they had us break up into little groups uh, to pray. And so I, before we prayed, we would share prayer requests. And I basically broke down and said, I can't live like this anymore. I just can't. And it wasn't like, I'm not talking like suicidal. It wasn't, it wasn't like that, but it was like, this has to end. Like that is what I need you to pray for that this depression will lift. And so everybody prayed. And then my friends and I got on a plane, we flew back to Florida. And the moment, um, that our plane landed in Tampa, our plane was, um, taxing to the gate and, while we're taxiing to the gate, some guy who I never saw on the plane said, home sweet home. And the moment he said, home sweet home, I physically felt the depression leave my body. Like, wow. I became myself again. It was a miracle. That is, it, that is super cool. I know. And I was just, like, blown away. My life has never been the same since. But So thank God for that. But anyway, that was a random fun fact. No, so, that's awesome. So that was my worst breakup. Um, I, I didn't handle it very well. Um, but I don't think I had the capacity yet to handle it very well. I had a lot of help from a lot of people. My mom, who's a therapist, was very helpful through that. Um, I had friends nice. on campus um, at USF in Tampa where 
um, you know, when they noticed me crying, you know, they would approach me after class and say, Hey, are you okay? And we would talk. And mm-hmm. so, so I got through it. I got through it. And then, um, a couple more, a few more breakups after that, b- between, um, the first and the most recent, but, uh, my favorite is the one where, where, uh, I showed up at the, the ex's house. Um, and I had never broken up with someone myself at that point. It was my second significant other. And I, really wanted to dump him. Um, you know, I am a Catholic who is practicing chastity, which means I'm saving sex for marriage and he wasn't. And so, uh, it wasn't going to work. And I, so I show up and I, I sit down on the couch when I get into his apartment and he kind of leans over, like he's going to give me a kiss. And I recoiled, you know, and, oh. um, and he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing, Some, <laughs> nothing, something, something. <laughs> everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so he's like, are, are you breaking up with me? <laughs> he made it so easy. And I said, possibly, <laughs> probably. Yes. yes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and awesome. so then he's like, uh, why, you know, and I explained, you know, you define sex differently than I do. And I don't think that we should do this anymore. And, uh, I said, you know, we were on completely different paths and it just doesn't make sense for us to be together. So he's like, yeah, I guess I understand. And then I was like, Hey, um, kind of hungry. Um, Mind if I make some mac and cheese? And I made macaroni and cheese in his kitchen. Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst. Why would you do that? Because I was hungry. (laughs) I'm a girl and I'm 23. I'm going to do this real quick. That's exactly what's going on there. That's awesome. (laughs) That's so great. I I think that's... Oh, my favorite awesome. breakup. That was, that was a good one. <laughs> so, Poor I, that guy. Um, I think I've told the story on the podcast before, but I broke up with a girl 20 minutes into a five-hour car ride. And I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the Beatles <laughs> now. And it was just like, doo, 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 I'm driving the rest of the way. I have heard that one. Yeah, oh, that that's, yeah, that's yeah. Okay, ooh, so sorry. That's so, worse than mac and cheese. I know. That so, is way worse, actually. Where were I was we? a grown man. Yeah, so, like, so you do think you're at a, a place where, like, hey, I was able to handle this because I just matured. Like, I went, you've been through things. Yeah. You're... I, I think a lot of the, the just the experience um, plus, you know, the first – few breakups I had came before I had a master's degree in rehab and mental health counseling, which is also very helpful. Um, (laughs) I got, I got a lot more, uh, grown up (laughs) over the course of getting that degree. Uh, plus all of my, my professors were therapists and so free therapy all the time. So that was pretty great. Um, at free free therapy i'm in so much debt from grad school so, there is, <laughs> so there really this no breakup costs therapy. you thirty thousand dollars <laughs> the thirty thousand um, dollar breakup that's the name of the episode gilmer um so like what like if if you don't want to go into this that's totally fine um what cost it so all right i'll be yeah be, be as vague, vague as you want to be yeah i haven't um you know, gotten any permission. And, you know, I just, I want people to know, like things ended on good terms. Things ended. um, When I think back on it, I feel um, like it was, it was a good ending. It was, you know, I mean, of course it was a sad ending and of course it was painful, but it was, it was good. Like there was nothing. um, I can't think of the word. What is the word? Like there's, there's, there's no like, there's no animosity. There's no like, like there's bitterness. No, yeah. Yeah. Nothing like that. Nothing you, you like that. You didn't start. And, there's no collateral damage here. No, 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 no. Um, so, um, for, you know, us as Catholics, um, it had been important to truly discern, um, 
whether we should marry each other, you know? And of course, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, I think who has read my, my stuff, um, my book, Chastity's for Lovers, you can buy it on Amazon. I'm just kidding. Buy no, my book. Please um, <laughs> do. Buy my book. <laughs> oh man, if Gomer were here. Um, I know. I love uh, That's so, my joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, but he it's usually, fun. he usually continues it. I know, um, it's true. So anyway, um, where was I? Oh, so um, uh, that's like that's like the most commonly asked thing on Catching Foxes. Where was I? Okay, I know. I'm I sorry. Know, there's so many distractions. Go Just on. Edit sorry. Out my, sorry. Edit out my ums. No, it's it's. Listen, it is oh, me. I'm, I drive the distraction bus around here. So okay, well, okay. I'm the one who talked about my book. So anyone who has read my stuff, <laughs> that brought me right back to where. I there was. you go. Anybody who has read my stuff knows that I believe that you know if you if you're not interested in marriage or. If you think you never want to get married, why even date? Like, like dating is for discerning marriage, and it's also for discovering the truth about each other. That is what I believe, because you have to know the truth about somebody if you're going to truly love them. And mm-hmm. so um, I think any relationship is successful in which that's what happens, in which you discern and decide whether you're going to get married. And so um, without sharing you know, too much detail, I will say um, that was something we had been discussing for a really long time. Should we or should we not? Um, as you know, you, you guys, you know, um, I lived in Florida. I was born and raised there, lived my whole life there. And I moved to Virginia, um, which I didn't choose at random. I chose because the man I was dating lived, lives here too. Mm-hmm. And um, so... We, you know, we were taking it quite seriously and just in the end could not conclude um, that we should move forward together. So, so it ended. Um, And I know that's, that's still really, really vague. And no, 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 no. Okay. No, because I I think it's good because I, it's weird because there are like so many reasons. Like, I, I feel like a lot of breakups occur choose your words carefully here, Luke. <laughs> I, I think a lot of them occur because there's something to where it's just like, ah, I just can't work through this. You know, mm-hmm. there's just something. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really hard because it's like, it's not, what am I trying to say? Here? I know. I think I know what you're trying to say and I'm going to pull something up. On sure. My yeah, right yeah. Now. Um, please do. Insert music here while I'm looking. This is what we do. You probably haven't heard all of our episodes, but it's fine. We do this whole thing now where I do a little song in between. No, I've heard, I have heard oh, yeah, it. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I just keep cool, it going. I just I'm like, uh, uh, like Mad Men. <laughs> it looks okay. like Iwo out there. Now I'm doing like specific quotes that I remember. Not great, Bob. That's what the money's for. I can keep going if you want me to. A little bit more. Ah, I got it. Oh, perfect. That was perfect. Okay. So I'm going to just quote my blog. Is that weird? No, no, it's totally fine. All right. So it says, um, Some relationships are easy because the people in them don't go deep enough to clash. It's easy because it's superficial, but superficial isn't good. Other relationships are hard because the people in them go deep, go deep, sorry, go deep enough to learn about the parts of themselves that need improvement. It's hard because it's formative, but formative isn't bad. 
When we don't admit that, we quickly can conclude to our, I'm sorry, I don't have my reading glasses on. When we don't admit that, we quickly can convince ourselves to sustain a superficial relationship because it's easy or to end a formative one because it's hard. In either case, we opt for minimal discomfort. Some of us do that simultaneously as we claim to aim for a marriage that results in our becoming holier, healthier, and happier. And that disturbs me. It disturbs me because becoming holier, healthier, and truly happier always takes work. It always means you'll need to change some of your behavior. That will necessitate discomfort and sometimes tears, and for a lot of us, counseling. But we run from that. It disturbs me because how delighted the devil would be to see all of us pick a partner whose presence stunts our growth instead of promotes it, to see all of us settle for what's easy at the expense of what's good, stifling growth not solely in ourselves, but in our families, communities, and cultures. I think that might be what you were going for. Yes, um, a bit. But here, here's the, the – oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but here's the question I have. It's okay. like when is a breakup valid then? Like when is it not a cop out? And would you oh, like, I know. you know what I mean? Like, I like, know. like that's where I'm getting because I, I think, okay. So when I broke up with this one girl, um, it was just so obvious to me. And I was like, I can't handle this. Mm-hmm. You know, like God bless her. Like she is married now. She's got a kid. I'm, that makes me so happy. Um, but I just remember being like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I it, you know, so like I mean, I totally yeah. agree. And I think so often, like we cop, like there is like a cop out. Like we do go, oh, I just can't handle this. But sometimes it's like, no, this was good, you know. And I well, wonder why. You know, okay, I have so many thoughts. One of them is when I wrote that, I wrote that in the context of this previous relationship. Mm-hmm. So par- a lot of th- a lot of times when I write stuff on the blog, I'm writing out my own stuff. Um, so I'm getting therapy. Like that's basically what's going <laughs> yeah. on. Like, it's so funny how like often like so many uh, <laughs> blog posts. I'm like, gosh, she just expounded upon her text. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Like first I text Luke, and then I write a blog. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but so that's part of it. Like I have to, I think about it in that context. Like no wonder I would say something like that at that point in my life because that's what I wanted. I wanted us to fight for this, you know. Totally. Um. And then, but also I think there is a place in many people's relationships where don't walk away. You shouldn't walk away because you can do this and it's going to make you better. Um, but then at the other side of this, in answer to your question, when is a breakup valid? Um, the first thing that came to mind when you said that was, does it actually matter? And I'll tell you why that came to mind. I think, I think it came to mind for me because I'm starting to see, um, especially after reading all that stuff in the Fulton Sheen book that like one day we'll look back and it will all make sense. In fact, Mm. um, the day of the breakup, um, I went to work afterward and, uh, cause you know, it happened lunchtime ish. I went to work, finished my day. Um, on my way home, I stopped at a Catholic church here, uh, in Virginia beach and went to the chapel and I started to pray. And, um, sometimes I need, you know, some material, (laughs) something to read or something. So I took out my phone and opened up, um, like the daily readings and then like a reflection or whatever. And in this reflection that I was reading, um, it had that, um, passage from whichever gospel I can't remember, um, that talks, it's Jesus, um, 
talking to the disciples, I think, and he says, um, what I am doing now, you don't understand, but one day you will. And it was like the perfect phrase for me to read in that moment, because, you know, for, um, for everything that, you know, my now ex-boyfriend and I had gone through, um, for so long, I thought for sure, you know, that we were perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to hear those words of Christ, obviously not directed at me in writing, but which felt very directed at me in that moment. Um, you don't understand this now, but one day you're going to. And so it's sort of like, um, I think any of us, any number of us can look back on multiple of our past relationships and say, we probably could have worked through that, or we probably could have made that work. Um, but we didn't and whatever, because at some point we're going to wind up exactly where we should be. Um, and as I say that I, uh, you know, it's, it's so, complex and so strange well, it's faith and faith and reason yeah you know yeah. like like I, so I, I keep going back to this to this like one like breakup so if she, so if like she's listening i am so sorry but it's just like the it's like <laughs> the best story for me in terms of all the stuff be because i think it came down to she broke up with me because i was a 22 year old like immature idiot and she was like, I just don't want to be with a guy who's like, who's like this. And I remember one of my buddies like brought that up. I mean, like not like in those terms, but he was like, mm-hmm. like, she's right to break up with you because of that. And I was like, no, she's not. And like now in I'm like, no, she was like two years older than, than me. She was like an established adult. Like I didn't have my crap together. She didn't want to be with a guy who didn't have his crap together. Like that's okay. You know, like that's like she shouldn't have to work through that, you know, or like she shouldn't we should like you don't ever want uh, to go through like you you should not have to suffer a self-imposed cross. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And like that's the difference between I think like, yeah, we like like me and like me and like Aaron, like we've like we argue a lot because we are very different and we communicate very differently but like i love her she loves me we're good for each other we see that with us you know like all the stuff that like 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 the like we're both willing to commit to this within reason and there isn't any there isn't anything like reasonable that's pulling us away nor are we feeling called by god to be pulled away which mm-hmm. does happen i think god does call us out of um relationships i just think like i don't think she ever told anyone that unless you're like really clear and it's like it is you know, like you're called to be like you're uh uh called to be a you know like, like a priest or you hear god say break up and you're like spiritual director's like yeah break up so sorry i just went on like a huge mm-hmm. rant there but that's just my thoughts. Uh, it reminded me of in Gomer's um, story when he uh, talks about all of the times he broke up with Shannon um, and the multiple times he broke up to become a priest. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Anyway, um, <laughs> he has such great breakup stories all with his wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Who I love, by the way. I love Isn't she great? So yeah. She's... Oh, my gosh. Um, you know kind of off topic, but on topic, because it's still about breakups. Um, One of the things that surprised me about this one 
is how how clearly I could see lessons, um, not just in the breakup, but in the relationship itself. Like this, my life will never be the same. And I said that like during the breakup and that's such a private thing to share. I don't know why I said that, but I don't care. I mean, no, it's important. I think that's it's like, kind of beautiful. It, my life will never be the same because I learned love, um, in so many different ways, ways that for some reason until this relationship, I had never known. Um, the first one was very early in the relationship. Um, when, when we were still long distance, I had, uh, we, we've been Skyping, you know, um, two nights a week or whatever. And we're Skyping one night and I was in a mood and I snapped at him. And I remember in that moment, I don't, I don't even remember what it was about, but I just remember snapping at him and in that moment thinking he's going to walk away, thinking like I, I just ruined it. Um, he's going to walk away. Mm -hmm. And that is not what happened. He responded with great patience and great kindness. Um, he loved me, you know, in that moment. And it rocked my world because it was the catalyst for my realizing for the first time in my entire life that love is a gift, that I didn't have to earn it. And I mean, I cried every day for a week because of that. Um, I remember, I, in fact, I emailed my spiritual director and I was like, is it normal to cry all the time when you realize that love is a gift? And I think he said, it can be. <laughs> and he laughed. But um, it, that rocked my world. And so that was the first one. And then the second one um, was much later in the relationship um, when I felt ready for marriage, um, but he wasn't done discerning. And, um, for me, it was a frustrating experience. You know, it was kind of like, well, how much longer is this going to take? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and I found myself feeling as though I had chosen him and he hadn't chosen me, you know, that's how, it, that's how it felt. Um, and I, I remember thinking like, I'm standing right here. I'm ready for you and feeling like it wasn't reciprocated. And I remember just kind of expressing that frustration, um, in prayer. And, and I just want to add like that there's nothing wrong with that. That's part of discernment that, that sometimes when you're dating somebody, one person's going to be ready before the other, um, or, you know, one's going to be ready and one's never mm -hmm. going to be ready. And that's okay. That's I'm, I, I want to make sure that doesn't sound like I am being, um, I'm talking trash or something like that's, that's, I don't, I don't want it to sound like that. But no, um, sure. I, anyway, the point is, um, as I was expressing this frustration, um, in prayer and in a couple of other conversations, um, it dawned on me that that's what I do to Christ every day. Um, that he is standing there and he is ready for me and he has chosen me and I am constantly not completely choosing him back. And, that rocked my world because I was mm. like, I was like convicted, you know? Um, and I, and I, you know, I still struggle with that every single day. I think, I think most of us do, but, mm. um, I re it was like love from a different perspective. Like now I know what that 
that kind of love is like. And then the third um, kind of love that I um, learned was after the breakup. And it was a few days later. It was Wednesday. And um, I have, I full-time, I'm a freelance writer, but um, a couple days a week I work at a Catholic parish. And so that night I was working at the church and I um, left the church around nine o'clock and I'm driving home and I'm flipping through radio stations and I come across a Christian station. And the song Good, Good Father was on, which reminds me, didn't you sing Good, Good Luke once on an episode of Catching Foxes? Uh, that's, was that you? Yeah, that's, or was that that's, Gomer? The, that's the thing that uh, it's the thing that we would both do, to be honest. Oh, with you. man, that was yeah. hilarious. Anyway, yeah. um, so Good, Good Father comes on and I love the song, you know, so I'm listening to it. And uh, at one point, um, it gets to the line that talks about God calling us deeper still into love. And um, I've heard the song a million times. I was never as affected by it as I was in that moment for, I mean, obvious reasons. I had just, you know, ended, we had just ended a relationship and it had lasted like a year and a half. So um, obviously mm-hmm. my emotions were up and down, it but uh, yeah. And so I, I was so affected by that line and it was because it became clear to me in that moment um, that that was what God was doing. When you think about a breakup, um, I think a lot of people probably think about love ending. Um, But I think in this context um, and probably in the context of breakups for a lot of people, um, when it ends, it's actually God calling you deeper. um, I like that. Deeper. And for me, Um, it, it blew me away because it was really as though God said, um, how far will you go, Arlene? Like, will you love only to the point that your needs are met and you get what you want? Or will you love, um, uh, deeply, um, even so far as not being part of this guy's life so that I Mm. can turn him into whatever I created him to be, you know? Um, which might not be my husband, you know, um, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Because if I really love a person, I want that person to become what God wants them to be. If I really love a person, I will let God turn them into what God created them to be. And it that blew me away too. And so like when I think, that's why like when I think about this whole experience in a strange, strange way, I smile, um, which I've never had a breakup before, um, where I've been able to look back so quickly and be like, wow, man, that was really good, you know? Um, but I, I do, like I it brings it brings a smile to my face because um, I just know, I just know that um, God is using the whole experience to do awesome things um, in, I would assume, both of our lives. So that makes a lot, um, a lot more... Uh, bearable, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, why? Oh, gosh, that's, there's so much there. There's so, yeah. that was so I cool. Know. It's it's so great when you're able to get to a point of total surrender with the Lord mm. that you can be that gift. Yeah, I'm still trying to get there. Like, yeah. it's the desire is there, um, but I. I mean, you know, I'm a human. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, sure. Oh, yeah. No, so, so, I'm not yeah, trying to say that. Yeah. No, that, no, that, no, that no, it's I like know. you know, but but we just have these moments where where when when we do, even if it's just for a moment, um, 
like let go and be like, and like, and surrender. Um, it's, it's truly amazing. I wish that, I mean, we're, we're, we're fallen. This is our nature. And so it's always going to be a little bit of a battle, I think. And I think except like if we could just accept that um, and not beat ourselves up about it, um, mm-hmm. we might yeah. get a little further. <laughs> it's, you know, I, so much like when, when I talk to people who are going through breakups, two thoughts come to mind. One is a thing that my buddy Brian told me once that breakups aren't natural because of the fall. Like we're not meant to have our relationships end per se, or, you know, like it's, we're just not, it's just not like meant to happen like that. And so it's just always going to feel unnatural and wrong at first, especially if like you're not in a good place or you, or you, if you're, if you don't think that it should end, Mm. you know, it's just going to end. But, and I had another great point and I lost it. Uh, I, I I think just that, um, oh crap. Oh, well, it was something. It was good. Yeah, it just totally left. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not good at this. Um, Yes, you are. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I needed that. Just, I I think it's just just the fact that we, because like we we probably have like a whole bunch of listeners who are going through this right now. Who is like, this sounds Mm -hmm. great, but like I would love, I got it, but like I'm not there. I would love to be there, but I'm not. Screw you. And to Mm. that person. I would, I say this truly and utterly pray for hope, mm. you know, because especially when you're young, you know, 22, 23, 24, 25, it's really hard to understand that tomorrow's going to come, mm. you know, and, yeah. it, and like it does. And some, and sometimes it just happens that like you wake up and you go, Oh, I'm good. You know, mm-hmm. and then perhaps you're perhaps you are and everything's fine. And you ride into the, the sunset and then there are times when you're good. And then the next day you're, you're not good, mm-hmm. you know, but the point, I think, is just to really like let God carry you or like let your friend like I, I, I really think when it comes to especially bad breakups, we're so often we're the paralytic man that the friends tear off, tear off the roof and they lower mm. him down to Christ, mm. you know? Yeah. So like just relying on your, uh, trying to rely on your community, really going to the Lord with things. And when you are healed to really own it, to not sink in at the bitterness and to choose, you know, probably like honestly, one of the best books that I, you know, ever read besides the last part, was called how to uh, fall out of love Mm. and it was now i would it was for me it really like saved my like it saved my life in like a lot of ways wow because it just i was so attached to this one girl and you know there's i mean we i thought we were gonna get married and i think she thought we were going to get married and it was like you know two to three years of just this ongoing um up and down and up and down and and finally i had to go okay like how do i get out of this like, how mm-hmm. do I break this? And I, I you know, and like, I, I, and I guess what um, I'm trying to say is it does take like, um, it, it does take work on our part for a little bit, you know, and you, and you have to choose it. Grace builds upon nature and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I, I go 
on huge tangents. So sorry, everyone. I like your chant. Your I said tangent. <laughs> well, I said tangents. So pff, you win. Thanks. Um, what are you? Oh, sorry. I just like I just got. A, I just, sorry. I just got a uh, Skype request saying that I thought it was going to be a uh, text from uh, a text from you, but it said Eileen sent a contact re. Sorry. Arlene, uh, sorry, not Arlene. You called That's me. awkward. I'm two beers in. It's in. A, uh, Arlene sent you a contact request. Yeah, because like, remember I, I started the new Skype because I thought my oh, that's right. old Skype okay. wouldn't work and then yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's fine. Yeah, so ignore that. <laughs> um, like, what do you, like, so like, where do you go from here? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I will say the other day I was chatting with Sister Helena Burns who uh, is awesome and amazing and wrote the foreword for my book. And um, we we were joking um, about stuff because she and I will be at a conference together over the summer. And uh, we were joking about, you know, meeting a new guy. And uh, she said she'd be my wing nun. (laughs) So that was Everyone needs one. They're great (laughs) DDs. But uh, where do I really go from here? Um, You know, I, I don't know. Um, I think, uh, sometimes I think I might be living the content for another book. Um, but it'll be a while before, before I think, um, I would be ready to write something about it. How much time do you, um, do you have to have between like a big breakup like this and being able to write about it into a book or into a blog post? You think? Um, well, I've been blogging a little bit. I wrote a couple posts Mm -hmm. uh, during Lent. Um, one was about a funeral. Um, that I went to, I went to a stranger's funeral, which was amazing. Um, I was at that, that same, this was before the breakup by a few days. And I was at that same Catholic parish and I was praying in the chapel. They have adoration on Fridays. So it's a Friday and I was praying, but I was really distracted because this chapel has a glass wall and through the glass wall, I could see a casket, uh, that had been wheeled in. So I knew... Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, hello, dead person. But I'm like, uh, they're about to have a funeral. And I, um, you know, I don't, as most people don't enjoy funerals. They're not, you know, they're not super fun. And, um, I don't generally want to go, um, particularly if I don't know the person cause it's a funeral and funerals are sad, mm-hmm. but I was overcome with the urge to go to this funeral, which was so weird. Um, cause I was like, what? And for all of our non, uh, Catholic listeners, you can go to a, uh, like it's, I, 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 uh, kind of like this. They're not like private affairs. No, if you know, not like, the mass like, anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. The actual like, mass part, anyone can, can go, which I think is really cool. But I do too. And I, frankly, I think I might go more often to strangers funerals. I'll tell you why. Because it was, it was just awesome. And that was really, that was really wasn't a reason, <laughs> but, but anyway, I find so, everyone, this guy over here <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. I, I, I was so afraid someone was going to ask me how I knew Rogelio that that was my biggest fear when I walked in there because I only knew his name for five seconds because I grabbed the program off of the podium. Hmm. But, um, so I went in and I sat toward the back and, um, I was really like, convinced in that moment, like God wants me to go to this funeral because I would not be feeling what I'm feeling right now if it weren't hmm. for him. And so I'm sitting there at the back and the funeral starts huge funeral. This man, he was, I think late eighties. He had like six kids and like 20 grandkids or something like that. Aww. And big, big family. And 
the a couple of things happened during that funeral. I only wrote about one of them on the blog, but um, the first one was that the second reading was from Corinthians: "Love is patient, love is kind," and so on and so forth. And um, I think at that moment, I was like, "Well, I, I know why I'm here, just given everything that had been going on, um, and sort of bracing for a probable breakup." Um, it reminded me of how I am to love and how I am to be loved. And I found a lot of comfort in that. And then, um, the man's son, one of the man's sons got up and gave a eulogy. And one of the things he taught, he talked about, he talked about love in a lot of ways. And he talked, um, about his stepmother and how, um, she cared, um, so selflessly for his father while he was dying. Um, he had been sick, I gathered and, um, he said that, you know, he asked the stepmother one day, um, why are you, you know, why are you doing this? And she said, because I love him. Like, it, mm-hmm. like, it's just a no brainer. I, of course I'm going to take care of him because I love him. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what love is. And, um, so that really, really hit me pretty hard too. Um, and he also, he ended his eulogy in just a beautiful way. Um, he talked about, um, what he learned from his father. And the last thing that I remember him saying, um, uh, was that he learned that love is worth fighting for. And that, I mean, really hit me hard. Um, mm. yeah, yeah. I was crying like Rogelio was my, my grandfather oh. <laughs> at that point, but, um, but it was a really great experience. And so I, I, I was able to blog about that. I mean, it was pretty, um, vague, um, you know, I, cause again, I, I like to keep a lot of it private, but I put, um, that post up during Lent. And then I wrote another one about, um, Lazarus, uh, which was indirectly related to the breakup because it's again, this concept of crucifixions leading to resurrections. And, um, something really struck me the weekend during Lent when the reading was about Jesus bringing Lazarus, uh, back from the dead, um, in John 11. And, the only reason I know that is because it includes John eleven thirty five, which is Jesus wept. Um, <laughs> but um, I was listening to the gospel and I realized that um, before Christ went to Lazarus, he knew that Lazarus was sick um, and he knew or they found out that Lazarus had died, I think. And um, Jesus said um, to the disciples, I am glad I wasn't there for your sake Um, because everyone, you know, of course wanted Jesus to go and save Lazarus. They, if, if, you know, the the thought was, if you had been here and I think even Mary and Martha said, like, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Um, Mm -hmm. And that the fact that Jesus said he was glad he wasn't there really, really struck me. Um, And this is, so this is what I wrote about because just like a breakup or any, death, um, of any kind, literal or or figurative. Um, if God were to step in and make it so that those things that cause our pain didn't happen, um, we would be robbed of the experience of having him hold us through that pain. And so the point of my post was really, if we as Christians say we want to spend eternity um, sharing this intimacy with God, this intimacy with Christ in heaven. Um, why is it that we are so not open to these, uh, most painful parts of life 
um, when those painful parts of life are always opportunities to have intimacy with him while we're still on earth. Um, because in my experience, anyway, those hardest and darkest times are the times, if I'm open to it, um, that I encounter Christ most clearly um, mm-hmm. and most deeply. And so that yeah. was, you know, so that so that's the second thing I've written since the, the breakup that's sort of about it. But um, as for something more in depth, I really don't know. I kind of... I kind of think there was just so much of value um, when I write about it, whenever I write about it, I think it'll serve a couple purposes. It'll be cathartic for me um, and hopefully, ideally helpful for the people who read it, um, people who are going through breakups or who are um, struggling in a relationship. Uh, hopefully, whatever I write will wind up helping somebody through something. Um, but I really don't know how long it'll be or in what capacity I will write about it. I think there's a lot of little stuff, um, that could come out of it, um, either on the blog or maybe one day in the book, I'd really, really like to write a second one, um, at some point. So we'll see what happens. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. That was really good. Great answer. You've gotten good at this. Since like, it's, it's, you know what? It's, I think it's been like two years since the last time that we interviewed you. Wasn't that your first interview? Yeah. It, it was, uh, that was the one. That was awesome. That, I was so terrified for so many different reasons. <laughs> I, I remember when that was done, it was, I think it was probably the last. I mean, there's been a couple podcasts where I've been like hyped up afterwards, but I had like, this happened to me a couple times. Like the very first one we did, which no one will ever hear. I don't think it even exists anymore. It was, like, I, was I was on like a high afterwards just like we did it oh my gosh we did it and it, like it wasn't terrible like we i i kept trying to have these like running jokes about geo cities and taylor swift that, that did it yeah it's like no one will ever ever um hear those but um i remember after we interviewed you i was like we did it it was that same kind of like oh my gosh it was like a, a podcast that i was listening to but i was interacting with it because <laughs> it's mine it's crazy um and then afterwards was when we did the uh, pornography episode oh that's right that was because so good do you remember how obsessed i was with making sure everyone i do to it? I, oh I, my gosh I, know. I was like that was so, go back and listen to it now everyone it was so good it really is it's episode eight uh i forget what it's called but it, it's funny because there were what what ended up happening was me and gomer came back and we talked about how we thought it went and the only mm. thing i said was there were some things i wish we could have brought up but it would have required us to be vulnerable you know, mm-hmm. and which would have been awkward with like, with like a person that we just met, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then what happened was he, he goes, well, let's just do it now. And I was like, OK. And then we recorded episode eight. And I remember awesome. being at a parking lot. So, OK, it wasn't a, it was probably it'll be like two years like this. Don't ask me why I why I why I like know this, but it'll be two years in July because okay. I remember when we released episode eight being at a parking lot. And uh, Illinois, in the middle of, of nowhere, 
sorry, everyone. I I, I, I I was smoking a pack of cigarettes because I needed something to do while I was listening. Oh and God. I was like, I'm just going to walk around and just smoke and listen to this. And like, I don't like smoke all the time. It was just something I was like, I just need something to do. I was do. just going to ask. I was like, are you a smoker? I no. Know. It was like, this is like, it was like two in them. So I was on this thing called, I was at this camp with a group called, well, camp conference thing. It was at a, anyways, with this group called Evangelical catholic for work and it i got a text i've heard of that yeah it's it's really good uh they um i have so many thoughts on it that i would love to go into but yeah overall very very good um very very good actually and uh i i believe a guy named peter who works there is a pretty big listener of our podcast so thank you buddy uh he's a really good dude yeah but if anyone's in ministry i haven't had a chance to check them out they're called evangelical catholic please do i would love to have them on the show at some point in time anyways so i get a text from gomer at like one in the morning saying hey it's done this is this is like episode eight i'm like here you know like here's the file i'm like holy crap so i just drive to a parking lot this is at some like small <laughs> protestant camp in the middle of nowhere out in wow. illinois i drive to this i think it like it was like a parking lot of some like farmer store and i'm just walking around for an hour chain smoking <laughs> like <laughs> and like i'm listening to that episode going we did it this is it we did it you know because like i knew and i was like this is what i wanted it to be like this is this is what i was talking about when i first pitched it this is like in my mind that interview with with you and that episode with him afterwards like this is what i when i first called him up and said Hey man, I have an idea for a podcast. This is it. And awesome. it was like, yeah, it was such an, it was like, oh, I that's want, so cool. I, I like even I remember having a thought. I'm like, this is like that moment, you know, like that I've heard other people I'm talking about where they're like, it was like, the only thing I can equate it to is that's what it felt like hearing a song on the, like your song on the radio. Just like you just oh, yeah, Or like the first time I ever had an, uh, an article in a newspaper. Mm, oh yeah. Oh my, oh, I was, was I deal? was. Oh, it was huge. I was 18. I was a senior in Whoa. high school. I had just become a correspondent for the Hernando Times, which is the Hernando County section of the Tampa Bay Times. That's the most Florida thing ever. I love it. <laughs> Where I went on to work for like a decade um, when I finally joined the staff a few, a few years later. But I remember I was driving to school that morning and I saw the newspaper at the end of every driveway. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, people I don't even know are going to read what I wrote while they eat their waffles this morning. Like I was freaking out and I was like, this is amazing. That's awesome. It is, it still moves me like, wow, I can't believe it's real. Yeah. That's what I think, you know, I kind of had a little bit of the same thing with, um, not exactly the same thing, but when we did a live podcast. Mm-hmm. And we, I liked that episode a you lot. Thank you. Way. See, I, I no, I did. I did. I that like really live pod because it just it adds a different. It's like it's like what you like, but it's kind of different. Yeah, you know. So it's it's yeah. it's, it's it's like having your it's like having um, having like mom's meatloaf made by your girlfriend. You know, it's not perfect, <laughs> but it's like, hey, this is good. I like it. You know, um, she or it's like swing and a miss, and we're done. Um, <laughs> I remember we were doing a Q&A with the audience that was there, all 15 of them. And I remember having this, I was like, oh, I love this. Like this, yeah. you just feel like the like energy. And I was like, this, if we can find a way to do more of this, this is cool. This is, it's like striking gold a little bit almost, you know? It's like, oh man, it's really that cool. is cool. So, um, hey, oh, sir, you, you gotta go. You know what? 
No, you know what I, you know what I did the other day that I think is completely irrelevant, but that I want to share. Smoked weed. Um, no, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I have kidding. never smoked anything. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, you probably saw this on Twitter. I know. I think you definitely did because I'm pretty sure you liked it, or at least maybe on Facebook you liked it. But um, I spoke at a, at a Catholic high school. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this was this was so great. That's I cool. loved that I got to do this. So I went. First thing, I did an assembly for all of the sophomores. There are about 150 sophomores. The worst age group. I know. So I, I spoke to them first. There were only like three who fell asleep, uh, but it was early, <laughs> and it was their first day back after spring break. So mm-hmm. that's what I blame it on. Um, and then I spent the entire day in all of their theology classes, and we spent all of their classes answering questions. Oh, that's the best. About chastity, about dating, Um and these kids, like the first class, it might have been too early because they had like three questions and then it was just like they stared at me. Um, so that was pretty awkward. But um, every other class after that had the best questions, the best questions. That's One cool. of them that I loved this question, I loved it. The girl was like, so what if you get married and then after a while you're just not in love with the person anymore? Is it okay to get divorced? And I was like, this is the greatest opportunity. So I was like, <laughs> let me tell you what love is, kid. Um, <laughs> so It was so good. I love doing what I do. It's, uh, Isn't it that cool? Awesome. It's just like a great yeah. feeling when you're in the moment, you're like, this is like, yep. Uh, I know. Like uh, this is what I am supposed to be doing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, such a really great. I remember having that experience one time as a teacher answering a really exciting question while doing like two other things at the same time in my mind to keep the class interested in stuff. It was just kind of this like weird little thing of like, I'm in the zone. You know, <laughs> just like it's kinda of like when you're like playing a sport and everything you just like you're just kinda of reacting, you don't really have to think, you just kinda of are. Yeah. Are, are that's the wrong word. You just you're just kind of you're just being, I guess. I don't know. Yes. I didn't pay attention to any of my grammar classes. Whoops. <laughs> I could go that's on. Awesome. <laughs> I know. I know. Let's see, what time is it? It's late. It's five to eleven. You've uh. gotta go. I gotta right. get up at five twenty. Right. This was awesome though. Yeah, Take this is this. really fun. Thank you. Oh, man. It was no a blast. Problem. We need to we need to somehow so we're starting to get booked for things to like speak at stuff. Me and Gomer by starting to. I mean we have one coming up okay. in Atlanta. Very excited. But I really hope at some point in time we can all be booked on the same thing. We get to oh hang my gosh, out. that would It'd be, be amazing. Gomer yeah. and I had fun um riding I know. The golf I saw the pictures. In, uh, Florida. You you should have been there. In Florida. Uh, I do like the state of Florida. So, um, I have a question. I have an answer. Can I tell people how to find me? Yes, that's what I was just about to. I, w- to... I figured that you were. Um, now I forgot. <laughs> Where can people find you're, me? You're on Twitter at Arlene Spentley and on <laughs> um, and on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Arlene Spentley. Arlene Spentley. And, and I'm also on Instagram at Instagram. Arlene Spentley. And then you, you're, if, every, if you're over the age of <laughs> the age of 35 and want to go on a website, uh, chastity <laughs> is for Spensley. lovers. Oh, sorry. Arlene Spensley. No, no, yeah, don't go there because I'm not sure what that is. But <laughs> Arlene Spensley dot com. <laughs> That's and awesome. I wrote a book called Chastity is for Lovers, Single Happy and Still good. a Virgin. Thank you. And uh, you can order it on Amazon or from barnesandnoble.com or from my publisher, Ave Maria Press, or on my website. And I have a website. Do, I will sign it for you. So It always that. helps more. Um, 
We are on Facebook.com slash C Foxes. Sorry, Catching Foxes podcast. Please give us a re. If, okay, I should probably explain. Have you heard about our new? Um, we got three copies of Matt Frad's The Porn Myth. Yes. So we're going to give that out to people who support us on pay on patreon.com, which you can do for only $2 a month at patreon.com slash CF. Give us a review on iTunes or follow us on, on like Facebook. Do one of those three things. I'm at at the Luke V uh, Gomer's at lay evangelist. Thank you. This was fun. This was really great. This was a blast. It's been a I'm long time. I'm telling you. I know. You, I, chat, you know, so. and remember how you guys used to joke about the Arlene Spensley bump after that first episode with me? <laughs> well, know. I'm going to get the Catching Boxes bump this time. That is my expectation. <laughs> it, is, it is a thing. It is a thing now. All right. I got to go because my poor wife has been having to deal with the dog who's crazy. Oh. So. All right. Well, have a great All night. Right. Thanks a you lot. You too. I'll talk to Thanks. you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.